about the best of life in Harrogate. This is the Your Harrogate Podcast. Hello, my name is Pete Edgerton and thank you for listening to this, the Your Harrogate Podcast, perhaps in your favourite podcast location or at yourharrogate.co.uk. You can listen to the radio station from our website. You can get us on DAB, the app, and smart speaker, we celebrated our second birthday on the 1st of March. Massive thank you if you sent us birthday wishes. We had some really nice messages come in. And we love to give you the presents. We've got so many prizes to win at the moment. Yourharrogate.co.uk, including hairdressing for a year as Mother's Day approaches. Your mum will love that. Have a look at the win page of yourharrogate.co.uk. Also, this coming week, we're building up to the Nairsborough Tractor Run, raising thousands for Yorkshire. Air Ambulance. We'll have plenty more about it online and on air too. We also did a podcast about it this last week. And right now we focus on local sport, football in particular. We're going to go to League Two very soon with Simon Weaver from Harrogate Town Football Club. But first of all, last week you may remember we had Jed Maloney on from Nairsborough Town Women and Jed's son, John Maloney, who you might know from playing in this area. He's very much involved in women's football and he's the co-founder of something called Future Lioness. To find out more, I've been along to John to have a brew and catch up in the kitchen. Yeah, just to go, I guess, right back to the start, I was with Leeds United up until the age of 16. Left home to follow the dream of of playing professionally and moved to Doncaster. Uh, I was with Doncaster Rovers for three and a half, four years before kind of going over to America to play and study over there. And it was still the dream uh, was to play professionally when I came back. So I came back in 2009, did a kind of year, 18 months with Harrogate Town before moving to Harrogate Railway, where I pretty much finished my career there for the last for the last five, six years. And then I guess kind of turned my attention to the women's game. It was around 2013, 2014, where set up a company that helps female players go over to America and and study for a degree and play football at a high level, just like what I did. And then I guess alongside that, played a big part in in setting up the team at Harrogate Town, Harrogate Town Women, and have basically just stayed with involved women's football all the way through. So was it through your dad that you kind of got involved in in the women's game or, or did you lead the way? No, it was quite funny, really. It just it just kind of happened when I when I was doing a little bit of research about companies that helped female players go over to America. There was there was no company out there, uh, and there still isn't now that's specific for female players. So I did that research and and basically just got on with alongside the full time work I was doing at the time, setting up helping just specific female players go over there. And I think my dad kind of got the bug for it as well after kind of a year or two. And as I say, he was heavily involved at Harrogate Town at the time and and we helped set up the team there, uh, which has kind of went on from strength to strength. So, yeah, I just kind of fell into the women's game, really, and I don't think I'll ever look back now. And how do you feel about your dad obviously being a big part of the setup now at Nairsborough Town? They are flying. Yeah, they are, and I know Mike really well. Uh, we actually had a bit of a, a bit of a meeting before the start of the season because uh, he'd not been involved within women's football before, and just kind of bending my ear a little bit about my experiences. and And it's great to see them doing so well. Uh, obviously, scoring a lot of goals, but I know quite a few players from from my time at Harrogate who who I speak with regularly and, and they're loving it there, the way it's set up and, and how professionally it's done by Mike and his team. So it's been really good to kind of follow that progress this season. Going back those few years when you first got involved in, in the women's game, how do you kind of um, 
describe the progression because it obviously off the back of the success of the Lionesses in the Euros in particular but what improvements have you seen and, and how uh, the women's game has grown really? Yeah definitely there's been a huge a huge growth within the women's game over the last 10 years if I look back to kind of when I started within the women's game around 2013-2014 the top league wasn't professional we're looking at now the majority of teams within the second second league, the, the women's championship, are, are turning professional. I believe on that side of things, that top level uh, within the leagues is, is just so much stronger. Uh, and obviously that professionalism is, has obviously filtered through to the national team with them obviously winning the Euros. But I think from my point of view, I'm, you're now seeing players that, female players that are getting the opportunity to, to play regularly at kind of seven, eight, nine years old with a view to to opening up whatever they want to do with, with football. Whereas I think back when I started 10 years ago, there wasn't that picture that they could look above and say, do you know what, I want to be a professional footballer or, or if it's not professional, I want, to, I want to go to America. Whereas now they've got that and there's obviously a lot of inspirational female players now. You could list off people like Leah Williamson and, and players like that that people look up to and they can see a professional footballers. So the difference is just amazing and I think it'll continue to, to progress that way, both on and off the pitch. I think it's great as well. I mean, you even look at just recently when we're recording this in the last 24 hours, the fact that Serena Wiegmann and Mary as well, who plays in goal yeah. for, uh, for the England national team, the fact that they're winning awards and getting national recognition for it. You go back in history, it sounds crazy, but it would have never have happened, would it? No, it wouldn't have done. Uh, as you say, there's, there's a number of players. Mary Earps has had an amazing, amazing year. And, uh, and as I say, Leah Williamson, everyone talks about Lucy Bronze. These kind of players now, you're getting that recognition on the world stage. And I believe, personally, the World Cup's coming at a great time for this team uh, with the way that they obviously they won the Euros, having, having been at the final and experiencing... That atmosphere and and I think that was that was a great picture for me of, of where the game had got to uh, on the women's side. I think if, if they continue to to run with, I think it's a 29 game unbeaten streak that they're on at the moment. If if they can take that confidence into the World Cup, there's absolutely no reason why they can't potentially go and win that as well, which would just be amazing again for for women's and girls football, not just in the Harrogate area, I guess, but the whole of England and, and the UK. Yeah, it'd be an awesome celebration, wouldn't it? Um, where are we at with regards to uh, fans and the support for the women's game in comparison to where the states are and other nations across the world? Yeah, so I think I think we're closing the gap. I think we see in those in those big games where the women's teams play in, in the, the men's first team stadiums, whether it's the Etihad Stadium or they play. I think it was Arsenal Tottenham recently. They played the in the men's stadium where you're seeing crowds of forty, fifty, sixty thousand. And I think, obviously, ideally, that, that's where you want to get to. Obviously, on a week-to-week basis, I think the, the trend is that there's more and more people wanting to go and watch the women's game, which is just brilliant. And again, I just, just touched back to the, to the Euro final. I think it was, it was a very special atmosphere. I saw a lot of kind of families and, and young kids there. And it was just amazing to see young girls and, and young boys as well who had England shirts on with, with the girls' names on the back and it, it was a very special occasion so I know the clubs are, are always striving to, to do more and continue to push it to the fans I think there's still a long way to go but we're certainly, we're certainly getting there with, with some of these big attendances in the big games in the WSL Every Monday, Wednesday and Friday 
This is the Your Harrogate Podcast. Now on to this uh, new exciting project that you're co-founder of, Future Lioness. Where was the idea born out of? How has it come about? Yeah, so Future Lioness, to be honest, is something that I've wanted to do for a number of years, but just haven't found the right opportunity. As you can see, that the numbers of girls playing football is, is growing by the hundreds of thousands. And what we want to do is, is offer that opportunity to girls between aged age and 16 just to get that extra little bit of training. We're working in, in conjunction with grassroots clubs, so we're certainly not in competition with them or, as in setting up a team. It's just extra training, which gives them, again, that opportunity. And there's still quite a few who train with boys' teams, and they don't have that option of, I guess, training with players of their own age and other girls. So it, alongside, obviously, the football side, we hope it'll bring on players' confidence, obviously their ability. But most of all, we want it to be fun and engaging for these girls. And the response we've had has been amazing. I, I kind of knew from past experiences that women's and girls' football within the Harrogate area, there's a lot of scope for, for girls that want to do it. But I kind of didn't realise just how much until we, we started this up about four or five weeks ago, which has been amazing. So the, the first one, 19th of April, is that right? Yeah, so the, the first two weeks we've just got free tasters okay. uh, so that players can come down, that they can meet obviously myself and we've got a few other kind of regular coaches that we'll have down there we've got Martin Powell who who's my assistant at Harrogate Town when I was there and he went on to be the assistant at, at Leeds United Women so he's got loads of experience on that side and we've got a, a couple of other girls Cass Lane who's obviously with Nairsborough and Abby Harland who I've both coached from kind of that 11, 12 age group and they're now obviously a little bit older and and keen to to get into the coaching side alongside the playing side so there's a lot of inspirational kind of people that we've got involved that again from my point of view it just for these girls that come whether they're 8, 9, 10 or 15, 16 it's that picture that they've got that these girls have been through it and are playing at a good level now Abby's due to go to America, not this year, but next year. So that's kind of her dream of and her progression. So the girls can see it and they know if, if they work hard that there's options for them to, to continue playing football and take it to wherever they want to, really. It's great not only to have role models in the national team, but at a local level as, as well, which is fantastic. So is it going to be the, the taster sessions, are they in one location? Are you going to farm them out to more? Or? No, so yeah, we, we're, we'll be training up at Harrogate Grammar School from six to eight every Wednesday. We'll run that kind of up to the summer holidays uh, and I guess just kind of see where we're at. Six till seven, that session will be for ages, girls age kind of eight through to 12. And then seven till eight will be girls kind of age 13 to 16. Uh, Yeah, and those free taster sessions will just be, again, an opportunity for the girls to come down. And whether you've never kicked a ball before, we've had a few kind of, a few parents email through who've said that, oh, my daughter's never really played before, but she'd she'd love to give it a go. Uh, Through to obviously some of the older girls who I know are are at a good level with kind of Nesma Celtic or, or Panel Ash. So... We're looking at kind of all all different range of abilities. Uh, it's certainly not one of those that if you haven't played before, it, it's not for you. We want it to obviously we want it to be to be relatively serious, but the most important thing is that it's that it's fun for the girls. It's great, isn't it? Because we cannot underestimate how much confidence it can give a young lady playing with other like-minded girls. And I think what's brilliant as well in this area going forward. We're spoiled for choice with facilities. You look at the facilities like at King James where Nairs Celtic do some of their training. Panlash, I've been to see them at St. Aidan's and all these fantastic pitches. And do you think we're going to see more in the Harrogate area? 
Yeah, I think again, I look back to, I went to St John Fisher School and, and I remember playing on those kind of grass pitches there and there was no astroturfs within the area. So again, whether it's boys or girls, I think the opportunity for them to play at, at quality facilities has, has certainly come on and we are very lucky within the Harrogate area uh, to have a number of high quality facilities. And then again, what that allows you to do is to continue playing and training throughout the winter. I know it's very difficult for grassroots clubs sometimes they can't get whether it's an indoor facility or they have to train on a Saturday and, and they're on grass. So hopefully this will just, again, just help those players and they'll go back into their clubs as stronger players. But it, it'll also be if, if girls come down for the first time and, and they do enjoy it, we can then feed them into grassroots clubs as well. And it'll just hopefully just, I guess, increase the numbers of, of girls participating within the Harrogate area. And is the aim for you as co-founder of, of Future Lioness to kind of get it out across the area? Because I'm already thinking of other good facilities at, at Ripon Grammar School, um, seeing Ripon City Panthers train and, you know, around Weatherby and Boroughbridge and areas like that. Yeah, well, there's, there's definitely, I know the guys down at Weatherby Athletic relatively well as well. So they've got a great setup down there. I think we'd obviously like to concentrate on just just Harrogate for the for the time being and just and just seeing how it goes. But there's certainly no reason why. Again, if if the demand's there in in Harrogate, why there wouldn't be demand in in kind of other local areas as well. If these parents listening now, if these young ladies listening now, John, who are interested, do they need to sign up beforehand? Can they just turn up on the night? How is it going to work? Yeah. So if if they can register, they can register uh, via the website, which is just futurelioness.co.uk. Uh, we'd like everybody to kind of register before the first session as such just so we've got an idea for numbers so from our point of view as coaches there'll be kind of structured sessions in the fact that we'll we'll think about what the girls would like to do and and how they might be able to improve so we'll be working closely as a coaching group to to put session plans in place or if anybody's got any any questions or anything anything like that they can contact us on on info at futurelioness.co.uk but yeah, it's just about, as I say, spreading the word now over the next four or five weeks and, and just seeing where we're at as the weather gets a little bit better, offering the opportunities to female footballers. Well, I think it's great. Well done. Good luck with it all. And here's to a, yeah, a bright future for women's football locally and nationally too. No, definitely, Pete. And as I say, it's, it's an exciting time for obviously the Lionesses with, with them going to the World Cup, but I'm probably even more excited about the opportunities really for female and girls and women's footballers because they just weren't there 10 years ago and, and they are there now so it's certainly a very exciting time Huge thank you to John Maloney for taking time out to chat to me for podcast purposes and all the info that you need to know about Future Lioness can be found on the newsfeed of yourharrogate.co.uk Now to a six-pointer of a match Harrogate Town played Gillingham this weekend and so in the build-up I've grabbed a quick word on the phone with the gaffer Here comes Simon Weaver This is the Your Harrogate podcast. Simon, first of all, how is everybody in the camp after the Northampton game the other night? You all feeling positive? Yeah, definitely upbeat. It's been a good couple of days. And now we're just planning a bright, short, sharp session in preparation for tomorrow. But we're really looking forward to it. I think the other night, everyone showed their intentions right from the off to be on the front foot and to work hard against top opposition and thought we competed really well. It's what you needed really, isn't it? After that disappointment at, at Swindon, did that feel yeah. on that, that particular Saturday, I mean, the fact that you'd you'd had a really good win at Carlisle, three battling draws, was it very much a case of thinking, oh, crikey, it's one step forward, two back here? Yeah, I think it was on the day and, and on the Sunday, it was definitely a hard day, but you need to overcome that. 
we did that on Tuesday. Obviously, we wanted the three points, but we had to show character. You know, and that's what we wanted from the sidelines, the team to, and the players to represent the team in a proud way and to show how much they cared and you know how much they were hurting from Saturday. You know, goals changed games against Swindon. The fans were booing after five minutes because we were pressing aggressively out of the pitch and they were slowing play up and, you know, the manner of their play led to a big home crowd, 9,000 turning against them early on. So to concede a few minutes after that, you know, in the eight minutes past three was particularly galling because we thought we had the game plan and the intentions to go and get a really good result. But gifting three goals was deflating. And then as a manager, a coach, you're thinking, well, how's the reaction from that? Is there a bruising effect? But to be honest, the lads proved that the show, the desire and metal to overcome disappointments. And, you know, I was really proud of them. Which is great. And I think another positive as well, looking at the fixtures still to come, there are still plenty of teams around you in the table who you have to play. And that's a lot better, isn't it? The fact that you're not relying on them to slip up. You can actually go out there and try and get the three points against them. Yeah, I think you're exactly bang right there. I think we've we've got fixtures where, and we've had recent fixtures where we've shown to be at our best being on the front foot and aggressive. So against teams in, in the lower half of the table, you know, we have to grab it by the horns really in situations and just go, well, look, it's not going to be gifted to us. We can't hope for that. This is about going after it and going after the three points like today. And hopefully that will, encourage positive play all around you know, within the team. You need the fans with you, no doubt, in this running. What would you say to any town fan who is concerned as to where you are in the table at the moment? Oh, just, uh, I just completely understand uh, concerns because the club uh, and the town have all worked together to get us to this level and we're proud to be at this level and we're all in it together and hopefully we do want and the players do want the team to be well supported in, in our corner because it's not going to be picture perfect because of the confidence levels and an honest group of people knowing where we are in the table obviously brings with it a bit of tension and pressure. So it might not be all, I say picture perfect, but please stay behind us because we're desperate to succeed for the town. Last week I spoke to Toby Sims, who seems like a really good level-headed lad. And he was very honest and said that he's not been happy himself with his fitness levels. But I noticed that he managed to get a, a full 90 minutes for Northampton. So how impressed are you with Toby since he's joined the club? Yeah, I'm immensely impressed. You know, from being a trialist, uh, not played English Football League standard, but being overseas in America to come in and make such a an impression over four or five weeks in training and then to earn a starting spot in a period of pressure uh, for the club and then to excel like he has done. He should be immensely proud of his efforts so far and to now complete the 90 and get over the cramps issues that he was having. It shows a, a real sense of character that hopefully personifies what we need on the pitch and I could feel in the crowd the other day that they were right behind his performance in particular because he shows guts, he shows desire and passion that hopefully, you know, people can relate to that and love that. And they do, will forgive more when it doesn't go away when they see such big displays of passion. Definitely, yeah. I think it's it's so much easier, isn't it, watching your team. And even if the result doesn't go your way, as long as you feel that the guys on the pitch have performed and, and played for the shirt, as it were, you go away happy. And that's definitely going to be needed tomorrow against Gillingham, isn't it? Oh, definitely. I mean, these are a high-powered team that, if you get the table for a second, they've 
they've had the cloud to go out there and dramatically change it in, in January and they're set up behind the scenes and people have been quite blown away in the marketplace of players by them and they've sold their full area, you know, full end. But we know what we're going to pick against, you know, and I think Harrogate do now as a, as a place, you know, the way the, the crowd got behind us. The other night was fantastic and, you know, I was very proud also walking off the pitch and all the players went across and signed autographs. And I don't see that when I watch Sky Sports. I don't see the, the entire squad, any entire squad, just go to the supporters and sign youngsters' autographs consistently after games en masse. And so that we're really proud of that, the buy-in there, and also proud that it was World Book Day yesterday and all the players came in the tracksuits and went out to all the different, uh, a lot of different schools. And there was not one known amongst the players. They're not pretentious, they're not egotistical, and they're just what we, we want and need right now. Yeah, I thought that was fantastic yesterday. I saw the pictures from uh, Coppice Valley, actually, in Harrogate, and the fact that, so it was Toby, Jack and Levi who were at that particular school and helping the kids, for anybody who doesn't know, helping the kids come up with a, a fictional football team. Spider-Man, Harry Potter, Gangster Granny were mentioned. W- would they make your squad, Simon? Well, certainly have some powers there. So, uh, <laughs> we could do with that. Um, I don't know how that's spinning in there, but, you know, putting the ball in that would be nice. But, uh, yeah, well, it's great, isn't it? Because it just gets a club badge out there, doesn't it? But it also, they can see that we have got nice people at the club and we're not ashamed about that at all. I'm embarrassed, you know. This is, it's sometimes good to just see people face-to-face and understand that they're actually good people and working hard for the club and can only be a positive for the club in the area. Don't tell her I said this, but I reckon in a few years' time, Sarah Barry will make a great gangster granny. <laughs> Oh, I promise I won't tell her. Promise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice one. Thank you for your time as ever. Cheers, top man. Your